the volume. All right, welcome to another episode of Money Line Monaco Sports Gambling with Money Line Monaco. Alex Monaco with you here on the Volume Sports Live on Amp. Got my guy Paul Triple P. I like to call him on the ones and twos. We're breaking down the NFC East today. Going to be, to be honest, a riveting episode. Got a exciting July drop, as we know. Quarterback today releases on Netflix. So in lieu of that. Going to go a little quarterback props as well in this episode. A couple of quarterbacks in the NFC East. I love some props for, and I got a little fun segment at the end. You want to stick around and talk out with me. It's worth a debate. So let's get into it. Look, before we get into NFC East, just want to say I'm rocking the pods jersey. Came off of two back-to-back wins. I gave you two derby picks because, again, in the derby, you could pick two. We took Julio, the hometown kid, or uh, the home in stadium kid, not from Seattle, but a Mariner got past Pete Alonzo. We were right. Ultimately our backup pick Vlad won. And then I had scuba Steve unders all across the board. Those hit, but a two run bomb in the eight, the AL doesn't get it done. So three and one in the all-star game and a little plus money in the derb. So we are off two winning days. This is July betting the all-star game, betting the home run derby, and figuring out some D-Gen 5 o'clock Pacific Wimbledon bets. But let's get into football here, and let's go about three minutes a team. Let's get the timer going. I want to talk out team total wins and some interesting thoughts here. I feel like I got this division dialed in, and before I get into the Eagles, I want to let you know this division is the exact mirror as far as turnover of what the NFL is. This division has no repeat champion, wait for it, since before the iPhone. I'm talking 2005, the last time someone won this division back-to-back. It is the longest active streak far and away amongst divisions and NFL history. Why do I say that? Philly won last year, of course, got to the dance, did not get over Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs. But let's dive in. Let's start with the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's talk out some team total wins here. They're sitting at 11 and a half. As we know, 17 game season. And look, there's the Super Bowl hangover. There is, of course, the everyone gets paid. Some don't. Some move on. You see a little bit of change in command at a few of the key positions for the Eagles. But most importantly, they lock in Hurts. They continue to build that front seven to go for Jalen Carter after the year you got Jordan Davis while you still have Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, all on that front seven, not to mention last but certainly not least, Hassan Reddick. This is a sick with it top five front seven in the league. And you look at last year, defense was number eight in points allowed, number one in yards allowed per game. And we're neck and neck with the Niners in that defensive category for points most of the year and ultimately for yards. This team, and, and we heard a little bit of murmurs in the in the little uh, conspiracy theory, the cleats were a serious issue in the Super Bowl because this front seven had no sacks. And I got to be honest, I backed the Eagles. I faded the GOAT. Was not fun. I'm 2-1 and one in Patty Mahomes' Super Bowls. 
But there's two elements here, Super Bowl hangover, which is real, and a first place schedule. Now, this division is an NFC East dancing against the AFC East and NFC West other two. As you know, you get one division in conference, one division out. They rotate. And of course, through the NFC North, AFC West and and AFC West and South for their unique three. The problem is this is a Philly first place schedule. Whereas you look at the Cowboys who get a Carolina, they get a Detroit, they get a Chargers. This is an Eagles team, unfortunately, that has to play a couple of tough opponents. I believe, I believe no one else has to go to Arrowhead in November and then have the luxury, I would say, which is not a luxury, of going against a top seven, top eight offense in the league in Kirk non-primetime Cousins week two against many. So I say all that to say, look, the pressure of winning this division, the pressure of the NFC East, we know it's like a lazy Susan just rotating around who's the hot button topic of the of the league this week in the NFC East. But this front seven has been incredible. They were top three, averaging four touchdowns a a game last season. You factor those two in. Jalen Hurts, to me, a top five leader from last year at the quarterback position. He is a leader of men. I believe this team, yes, they lost both coordinators, has enough at their core to hang in there. Do I like over 11 and a half wins? I think they land right on 11. I'm going as hard as it is under on the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's keep it pushing. Let's talk out the second in the division. And you're not going to like what I have to say about this team because every year you would you would say, same, different year, same old Cowboys. Here's the thing. This club won 12 games. Back-to-back seasons under McCarthy, who's had three separate runs of 10-plus winning season. We remember what he did in his fourth year in Green Bay. He went 11-5. and five. What did he do his fifth? He won the whole enchilada. The Dallas Cowboys are sitting at nine and a half wins on your local shop. You have to take out an Aaron Judge gavel and absolutely slam it. There is no reason to get off of this team Because of Kellen Moore now in L.A. with the Chargers, because Zeke isn't there, the reality is this team right behind Philly in points per game, 27-ish, they were fourth in that category, 10th in overall yards per game. And how about these Matt Damon apples? The best red zone offense in the league last year. They had a touchdown rate of 71%. All right? And Dak led the league in interceptions. So when you're assessing teams on a team total thought, two elements. One, do they score? Do they play fundamentally sound football? Do they get to the quarterback? This Dallas team was number one in takeaways last year. Almost two per game, people. They add. Stefan Gilmore with Trevon Diggs in the backfield, in, in the back, in the secondary. They were sixth in points allowed. So there's only a handful of teams here, in my opinion, that are capable of being top five in offense and top five in defense in this league next year. Dallas Cowboys have to be one of them. Michael Parsons, second in defensive player of the year voting, second year in a row, 13 and a half sacks, 13 tackles for loss. Everywhere you Dexter turn, Lawrence, Parsons, again, this stick with it backfield as far as turning the ball over. And yes, Trayvon Diggs is a little boomer bust back there. 
I don't know how we don't like the Dallas Cowboys. In all honesty, this might be their year. I know it sounds a little bit like a hot take. When have you seen the Skip Baylesses of the world? All of the talking heads, we're not even talking about the Cowboys. In July, it's all about the Cowboys. There's five other distractions in the NFL this year. How about Dak getting into a much more earlier, earlier in his career form, taking better care of the football? Yes, they lost Zeke. I think Tony Parn and Vaughn, who they drafted, are going to be right there as just as lethal. They have everything you need to make a run. This is a criminally disrespectful number. Over nine and a half, swallow the juice. I'm going to talk to you at the end where I like this team to finish in the division. But I'm high on the Dallas Cowboys. Let's keep it pushing. I'm going to talk a interesting team. And again, I host a TV show in New York. I got to talk Giants, Jets like it's my job because it is. Here we are again. Doubting at the sports book specifically the New York football giants. They're at seven and a half wins and plus money. And I simply cannot wrap my head around this team does everything picture perfect now that they have Dable as far as the X's and O's. The talent discrepancy between the G-Men, the Giants, or the, the Cowboys and the Eagles, not even close. I'm not sitting here saying the Giants have an impressive talented roster they don't they've been coached up by a guy that to me is already a top five head coach in the league Dable's in the MSG building at Ranger games at Knicks games he is a New Yorker through and through right now and the city's wrapping their arms around look at last year sixth in rush yards fourth in rush yards touchdown per game they were the fifth best red zone touchdown percentage and second fewest in the league for turnovers less than one per game you think about Danny Woody from Toy Story dives. What do we know about him? He's a game manager. He is a sneaky athlete. I'm going to talk out a pick you have to take at the end of the show, but he's also with the proper coaching, an excellent game manager. You don't believe me? 92 and a half passer rating over 32 and a half yards, 15 tugs, five interceptions, career high in yards, career high in completion percentage and rating. That is called the Dr. Evil Brian Dable effect. Career low in interceptions and fumbles, by the way. Did we see Josh Allen in the post-Dable world? Doesn't take care of the football in the same way. Guy had seven rushing tugs, over 700 rushing yards, and 120 attempts. He's throwing to a borderline pack of skittles at the wide receiver position. But they bring in Waller, which is huge. They signed Paris Campbell. We'll see if Sterling Shepard can get healthy for the first time since I don't even know. Wandale Robinson started to get a little momentum before he got hurt for the year. Defense is not what it is in the division, even close to Cowboys and Eagles. They still got Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence. I like Adam Banks at the cornerback. Xavier McKinney, Adoree Jackson. They're not unwatchable on the defensive end. But I'm going to end with this. This is the number one cover in the NFL last year. They covered 13 games. This is the game within the game. I live and I talk. Number one cover in the league. Number one road record against the spread. Seven and one in the league last year. And as a dog, which they are as far as I'm concerned with seven and a half, they're being disrespected again. I got to go absolutely with conviction. The New York Giants over seven and a half. All day. And we wrap with the lowly, 
I got to really sit here and find a way to say something positive about the Washington Commanders. I'm a, I'm over on a couple of these teams in the division. I think the Eagles are going to be 11 and 12, 11 and 12 win club. This Washington Commanders team over under six and a half minus 120. Get me off of the Washington Commanders lily pad before the season starts. I, I feel bad for the enemy. Why he picked the Washington Commanders on his uh, earned anywhere he could pick in the league thought. I hate to see it. I mean, this team never ranked higher than 23rd in any offensive category under Ron Rivera. Defense was serviceable last year. I'm not going to sit here and say it wasn't. They haven't had a top 10 offense in Washington since 2012 in points in yards. Do you know where Sam Howell went to college? I do. I would say the average person watching Washington football this year does no idea who's running the offense this year. And I got to be honest, they gave up, they gave up 48 sacks last year. So now you're putting a guy who's already climbing up a mountain with mediocre running game, with outside of Terry on the wide receiver spot. Nothing to work with. Really not much to work with. You have no one, for some reason, staying healthy on FedEx field. <laughs> cough, cough, RG3. Maybe we do something about it. And Chase Young has missed more games than he's played last season, uh, in the last two seasons. I mean, what are we doing? They're 8-8-1 eight, eight and one last year. Four of their wins. Four of their wins. The Bears. The Matt Ryan Colts. The Texans, man. And the Falcons. You're going to sit here and tell me that the Commanders are winning seven games. You're out of your Tinseltown mind. This team is an abomination. And yes, they did get rid of Snyder. There are a couple of positive takeaways off the field that is bringing them in, in some sort of positive momentum. I get no interest in betting the Washington Commanders. It's going to be a very interesting season there. Not even really in a compelling team in any regard to talk about. I'm sorry. NFC East, Commanders, under finishing last, I got to take the Dallas Cowboys to win the division. You heard me out the top. This is a division that has the longest back, no back-to-back -back champions in NFL history, in NFL history. So I'm very, really, really high on the Dallas Cowboys of any of these four teams. Again, I think for the Giants to not go eight and nine, when you look at that schedule, is absolutely disrespectful. Remind yourselves, there's some teams that Vegas at the Sportsbook just does not pinpoint well. Giants started six and one last year. Danny Dimes broke 200 yards in those six wins one time. It just doesn't make sense. This is this is a Rubik's cube, cube situation in New York that doesn't make any sense. But I'm telling you right now, they are going to win at least eight games in that division. All right, we're going to move on to a new segment called Quarterback Prop Shop, presented by Netflix's Quarterback. For the first time ever, the NFL allow quarterbacks to be mic'd up for every single game of the season. Quarterback gives fans an unprecedented window into the toughest and most important job in American sports, showing behind-the-scenes access on and off the field to Patrick Mahomes during his Super Bowl-winning season with the Chiefs, Kirk Cousins' dramatic season with the Vikings, where he had an NFL record-tying eight-game-winning drives, and Marcus Mariota as he took over the starting quarterback job with the Atlanta Falcons. I can't wait to see this series, honestly. Here's a quick look at Netflix's quarterback. Now stream.
Netflix is giving you exclusive access to see what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. I'm here all day! See Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota, and Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes balance all the pressures that come with the toughest job in sports. Quarterback is more about the mental side. From game day to home life, see these quarterbacks like you've never seen them before. They put it all together for four quarters! You like that? You like that? Quarterback, only on Netflix. Watch now. And let's get into some quarterback props here. Um, there's a couple interesting ones out here I want to talk. Let's start on Danny Dimes that I just mentioned. Now, you got to shop around a little bit on these because there's different lines all over the place. My guy, Paul, on the ones and twos, make sure to let me know. For instance, rushing yards, which I'm high on DJ, 550 and a half on FanDuel, 575 and a half on DK. Now, you're starting to put a lot of money on this. You want to go look at the juice because cents on the dollar absolutely matters. Not going to sit here and tell you it doesn't. But we look at what Danny Dimes did last year and, and 708 rushing yards in 120 attempts. And he got in the end zone seven times. This dude is a running quarterback that no one wants to admit. He is a dual threat. The guy is a secretly studly athlete, and it just doesn't make sense because he barely says anything on the podium. He is not really a leader of men as far as what you would typically want a 2023 quarterback to be, but he just goes out. He doesn't complain, and he gets whatever is asked of him typically done, at least under the stable scheme. We got no Saquon Barkley right now on the roster. Who are you even handing the ball to? If you don't hammer this number, which I actually think may have movement based on if Saquon's coming or going, you have to take it. Career high on all of these rushing props for DJ. I don't think it's slowing down. I think this is a scheme on offense that they have found in in a little diamond in the rough where DJ takes a pressure off of the throwing side of his game. And it's all about just moving the ball. Dable doesn't care how he gets it done. He just gets it done. I'm officially Schwitzen. And I like DJ over 550 and a half on FanDuel running the football. Well, let's talk about Jalen Hurts here. Jalen Hurts continues to impress running the football. Has gone up every year in rushing touchdowns. 13 last year. Sitting at DK at minus 130. Nine and a half rushing touchdowns. I don't know how we don't take it again. Look, a little bit of difference on, on the one, two, three depth chart for this team. DeAndre Swift is on it. Rashard Penny. Miles Sanders is in Carolina. Gainwell's still there. So this is this is a backfield that again, very Golden State Warriors-esque. Everyone gets the rock. Everyone gets a turn. That would be my only cause for concern here where Jalen Hurts doesn't get in the end zone 10 times. But you look at his attempts last year up. You look at his usage rate at the running back quarterback position up. And how do we sit here and not say that Swift and Penny can almost add more value to Hurts getting in the end zone? Because from an inside the five-yard thought, outside of last year, Miles Sanders did not get in the end zone ever. So I think that's an absolute must-fire for me until it changes. Otherwise, and again, different numbers, 10.5 on FanDuel, 9.5 on DK. I think this is a sprinkle worth having. And I'm going to go last but not least because Sam Howell doesn't even have props on the board. I got to go Dak over 4,000 yards. It's plus 105. Anytime you get a plus number in the sports book, you have to pay attention to that. I think this 
man, 4,000 yards. And again, led the league in interceptions, got hurt, didn't play a full uh, 17. I believe 12 was the game uh, games he started. He's gone over 4,000 yards two times in his career. And when he goes over that number, he goes over it comfortably. I think this is a actually prove yourself without Kellen Moore season. Zeke isn't in the backfield. His offensive coordinator is gone. But you add in, which I think is a sneaky landing spot for this man because he's been all over the league. He's the D'Angelo Russell of the NFL. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. On this offense, say what you will, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, a couple other pieces. They don't have Dalton Schultz anymore, but this offense is going to have to rely on Dak a little more. Tony Pollard is not a 25-carry Derrick Henry bell cow back. He's just not. You saw him try to carry the load against San Francisco. He broke his foot. I think this is a team that's going to have to be pass happy. And I think Dak and Dunk, as my boss Colin likes to say, is going to have to be stretched on his nickname this year. 4,000 yards plus 105. I absolutely love it. So we end today's show on a fun topic. want to bring in my guy Paul here because in lieu of the quarterback, Netflix doc, I figured, you know, it could be fun to talk out. We've been doing these top fives to put a button on the show. And I'm sitting here. It's July. I'm at the beach every other San Diego day, if not every day, hanging out with Burgundy, eating California burritos, beautiful people everywhere. Well, I grew up with the movie American Pie, among others, millennial kid. And there's a famous scene of Stifler and I believe it was Oz, Stifler and Oz, Paul, going on the beach just playing a little pitch and catch. So we got this quarterback doc dropping. I think it'd be fun to talk out a little top five quarterbacks. You go to the beach with a football with that can help you wingman in the single world. Cause some of these guys are locked up and there's some good wingmen. There's some, but there are some good wingmen in the NFL. I I mean, look that their whole job at the quarterback position is to put you in a spot for success. Little yak, little pay dirt, whatever it is, this is what they do. This is what they do for a living. So I'm going to throw you, Paul, a couple of guys I like here. Top five wingman. You let me know if I'm I'm on the button here. I'm off. Um, I'll go quick. I'm not doing this to plug Netflix, but I just feel like Patrick Mahomes has to be in my top five wingman. Number one, from just a throwing the football perspective, the guy can make every throw. How about I ask him on a little hot route, hot route, Wedding Crashers Red 7 to roll out, jump horizontal in the sand and hit me with a little two feet right where the water turns from warm sand to wet. I mean, you throw me that kind of a ball, not to mention we start talking to people. I got the deeper voice. To me, this is win-win. I focus on talking. He focuses on throwing. Top wingman. Number two. Love that. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Number two, and I don't feel great about this. Uh, I, I, I really don't because this guy might be 27th in the league to throw me an actual pass that I would want on the butt. But if I sit here and I don't put Jimmy Garoppolo in the top five wingman on the beach conversation, fellow Italian here, we're both Italian. I, I don't know how I'm not doing myself a disservice. This is a dude that has not chosen to put his family, a family life first in his career here. He, he, I believe he's a single man. Correct me if I'm wrong, Paul. 
Yes, am I going to be the second best looking on this dynamic duel? Yes, of course I am. Well, maybe. But not. the reality is, you we know. might be getting looks we otherwise we otherwise wouldn't with this dude. So, you know, I haven't heard men call him somebody handsome outside of George Clooney more than Jimmy Garoppolo. I got to put my guy in as a second here. You, you you with me on that, or you feel like we're we're going against the? Uh, not the most handsome men category. No one likes to put a handsome man at the top of the list. He's already won in life. But I got no, pe- pe- people. People were against having Jimmy G as a wingman because because yeah, he would be the most handsome man in the room. I, I say, what's the one thing every teammate has said about Jimmy Garoppolo, Monica? That he's an amazing teammate himself. I'm telling. If he's you. able to put it. If he's able to be all in on you, I mean, you can't ask for it. He might be number one. Look, I'm just trying to find my wife, Paul. If Jimmy can help me, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a possessive guy. I'm not a jealous guy. Everyone, that's a unanimous, unanimous good looking dude. We got to use that, utilize that. Tar advantage on the beach here, trying to find a wife. All right, third up, you know, you got to go with a, a, a dual threat quarterback here to me because to to set up a play design on the beach, we go a little read option. God forbid we throw in a fullback, little triple option. I'm putting Jalen Hurts on there. Jalen Hurts, new stud on campus absolutely excellent chopping it up on the mic. He's got some great charisma. And again, I need to run a read option on the beach. You can't just hit me on a deep post, Paul. You got to mix up the play calls. You know, if we're, we're going to the beach running plays, you got to go in your arsenal, dig up a couple bag of tricks here. I'm going with Jalen Hurts here, a little shimmy, a little shake. All of us are involving. This is like your guys going out to the bar having such a good time with your guys, you're not even paying attention to talking to girls, yet girls are looking at you guys because you're having a blast. That's what I think Jalen Hurts and I would be doing on the beach. What do you think? Yeah, you say dual threat with run pass. I hear dual threat passing conversationalist with Jason, with Jalen Hurts. There it is. You can put it, put it right on the money, like you said, in front of the girl you want to talk to and then come over and gas you up. I think I think that's a great pick at three. Thank you. Um, Believe it or not, I'm going to put a guy that I already said on our our prep call I wasn't going to make, but I thought about it. And I can't just pick studs that are either single or in their prime. I got to go with somebody that's going to drive the minivan to the practice with the family. I need a guy that's going to babysit the household when the wife is gone, make sure that everyone is going to live to see another day. And this may be a guy that shows up, Paul, to the beach with a voluntary tucked-in shirt, might even have socks and sandals on, might even have a free T-shirt on, even though he's the most overpaid player in the league. I got to take Kirk non-primetime cousins here. His accuracy is top shelf. Again, everyone's talking about being a bad boy out here. I like to show that I'm a decent value pick as a future husband. We already know Kirk's a good husband. And we're going to see it on Netflix. Uh, he's responsible and he has a fun side. We saw him on the plane. I, I mean, I, you got to be fired up. I'm going with Cousins at four here. Monaco, you don't go to the beach at eight o'clock on a Sunday night. You're at the beach one o'clock Sunday afternoon. There's no one better in the world to have with you than Kirk Cousins. I think that's a fantastic selection. Thank you. And I hate to pick on a guy that's hurt, um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm five. I'm 5'10 and a half, 5'11 with piano posture uh, in the six foot club with the hair. But again, you know, you're on the dating apps, whatever. You're in the six foot club or you're a friend. Paul's in the six foot club over there. I am not. It, it, it's a whole nother world over here in 5'10 land. So I got to go with another guy who's 5'10, uh, probably on stilts 
Because there's nothing more impressive than two guys not in the six-foot club gallivanting around the beach trying to impress others. I got to take Kyler Murray here. I think Kyler Murray, believe it or not, believe it or not, will probably appear as someone that makes me look better in a couple of ways. Again, I'm taller with the fro, and he's going to put the ball on the money as well. I mean, let's not act like he's not an accurate quarterback. So I know it's probably not the most glamorous pick. I'm going... Studs across the board. I'm going with a responsible husband. I got to take a guy who's shorter than me. How, how do we feel about that? For a guy that is in the six-foot club, talking to a guy who's 5'10". If you can get him off the Xbox, maybe a sneaky play with Kyler with Kyler right there. I, I, I'm hesitant on it. I think he passed up a couple better options, but... Dude, I'm, give, I'm me, okay. give, me, give me something. I Give me a, an honorable mention here that I absolutely missed. Here's someone... So, so I think... I think Joe Burrow and Josh Allen are, are great selections in their own yeah. right. But someone that maybe could sneak up as a great option is Baker Mayfield. Oh. And that's a sub six oh. foot guy right there. I mean, you're going to have a great time with Baker Mayfield. That is, a, that is, that is absolute. Look, I, I cannot believe I went with State Farm over Progressive here. I, I mean, I'm not even a, I'm not even a State Farm guy. <laughs> So I, Baker's going to be, he's going to roll up. You're going to, you can put back some pina coladas with Baker, throw around the football. I think I think you have a great time with Baker Mayfield, and he is he'd be a great wingman. I I think that's a great honorable mention. Anybody else that I absolutely did not hit on? I mean, I I went through it. No, there's ones. a couple. There's a couple guys like you could go with some younger guys, maybe Kenny Pickett, Justin Herbert in there. I know Herbert's not a big media fan. Yeah, that was I the think thing Burrow I was thinking with like Bur- Burrow would be great. Burrow Burrow's Joe Cool though. Maybe I mean, too I'm, cool. Maybe too yeah, cool. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm too extroverted to be rocky. I, he strikes me as an introvert. I, I was, I was, I was searching for guys that are are, are going to be, you know, comfortable. Joe, you know, Joe goes about his business, and and he's he's top top three, top five in the league doing that. Um, but you know, I was, going, I was going for a little personal. Total boomer bust with Russ. Total. I, boomer I mean, bust. look, if if the if Sierra's coming, then that's a different conversation. If it's just Russell and I. I cannot high knees my way to meeting my wife uh, on the beach. There's no chance. No chance. There's one more helping. dude here. Maybe, maybe Daniel Jones, but I'd only want him if you if you brought along Brian Dable. <laughs> if you had Dable with Daniel Jones, I think he's amazing. That could be that could be an interesting thought. That absolutely. Hey, we talked about it. DJ's a sneaky stud here in this league. No one wants to admit. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think it was a fun way to put a button on it. So yeah, to wrap up. The show, I'm on Eagles under, Cowboys over, Giants over, Commanders under. So two overs, two unders. And as far as order of operations with these teams, I think the Cowboys win the division. I think the Eagles finish second, Giants finish third. And the lowly Commanders finish fourth. Very high on Hertz over rushing tugs, nine and a half. Love DJ over 550 and a half on rush yards. And Dak hits 4,000. Let's see if we go seven for seven for triple P. For Moneyline Monaco, for all things volume sports, we appreciate you. Hey, let me know in the YouTube if you're with me on the top five wingman. Drop it in. We're all trying to get better here. Don't forget to hug your mothers. We'll see you next show.